Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Knights of Evening Star here on twitch.tv forward slash DD. I'm your dungeon master, Mark Sherlock Humes, and joining me once again, as always, my beloved players, we have uh, Anna Prosser, we have Nate Sharp, we have Mika Burton, and Jonathan Indovino, aka <gasps> Shady Penguin. Um, That's a beautiful pronunciation, Mark. I try and remember it. I try and remember it's it. It's just got to, it's your Shady Penguin, and I've got to replace that with a new name in my brain. That was uh, the most I'll do fluid, it. I'll get too. There. You didn't even pause. Yeah. No, you were there, dude. You were there. I'm flowing. I'm flowing today. Uh, we have got another exciting game of Dungeons and Dragons coming up for you. But how are you all, my friends? How are we all doing? Are we all ready for some dice rolling? Are we ready for some RPing? Are we ready for some mysteries? Are we ready for some betrayals? I mean, <laughs> I want to take this opportunity to head off any of the like, is Anna okay? Sure. Messages in do. chat because no, I'm not wearing makeup. No, that does not mean that I'm dying. Uh, <laughs> yes, I am tired, but you probably shouldn't comment on that I look it. Uh, I've had some serious back pain. I'm on a lot of medication uh, and I am seeing plenty of doctors. So I preemptively appreciate the concern and all the people that. Um, message me supportive things on twitter about it but i just wanted to mention that because we cool. we have so many caring fans who often um do like to comment on those things in chat but sometimes it makes us feel sad when we know we're not maybe looking or feeling our best yes. so i just wanted to oh yes let you know. is the there is nothing worse than when you are not feeling great and someone just being like do they look tired are they okay <laughs> it's just like no just Are shut you up. Drinking enough water <laughs> you drinking enough water have you got so, have you been outside today also um, apologies in advance because i'm probably a little bit forgetful and stuff so i appreciate all you helping me out oh anna please the people that i have to play with uh, D on a regular basis on twitch you're not going to be as forgetful as they are so don't <laughs> worry you guys are my precious angels uh that can do no wrong um but that's holding said, you to uh, that Mate. well we'll see we'll see after today's episode of nope, obviously we also have uh dave white text friend as well uh you know, i do want to make sure that we make that apparent that dave is there to provide colorful commentary on everything but what is this game we're playing you may be wondering what is this what kind of dnd is this the general premise is that our players here are members of a Comerian noble family or their advisors and they are in charge of a small town called Evening Star in the nation of Cormir. Um, but I do have a more detailed recap as things have gotten well a little bit complicated. There's some mysteries going on, there's some suspicion going on and perhaps today we will unravel this web network of lies that exists. Um, but yeah, if you guys are ready, I've got a recap and then we're going to play some D&D. &D. How's that sound? Heck yes, dude. Yep, good. Excited faces. Happy, smiling, excited faces is what I like to see. So, last time... I'm also on a lot of painkillers, I apologize. <laughs> if I'm not snappy. <laughs> I broke it's my toe, fine. so... Continue. It's fine. We're going to leave it. It's, uh, you know, Nate's going to just carry this episode. He's going to be a non-stop <laughs> chatterbox the whole time. Well, I was going to say, I don't even need painkillers to be groggy, so... Uh, so, last time on Knights of Evening Star, after visiting the neighboring city of Arabelle, watched over by Duchess Celeste Marlier, the party have uncovered a complex web of plots and secrets. They were attacked by a winter ladrine during dinner, a construct-like assassin was sent after Marcel, and now their friend and seneschal, Dusk, has been accused of murder. The party have done their best to investigate the matters and resolve these mysteries. 
Speaking with Dusk, Marcel and Tarkle have learned that he was once a member of the Zentrim, the Black Network, and they've been uh, and, and was visiting a member of the organization the night of the murder. Dusk fears that his contact, a person called Xander, will not come easily to his aid, but provided the pair with some clues on how to locate him. Meanwhile, Azara and Agnes, along with Elissa, Sarah Lee, and Willowsong Shadowbriar, the daughter of the mysterious woman of the woods, searched the victim's study for clues, finding a few things of note, missing books, research into strange weapons with bonded fey, and then Azara used the polymorph spell to detect an unusual scent of perfume around the body. On a hunch, Azara examined Shadowbriar's scent and found a faint but clear match. The party have now spoken with one another and must decide on their next course of action. And that, my friends, is where we begin today. You guys at the uh, Falcon's Rest Inn, where you have got rooms and that you have been staying for your uh, time in the city of Arabelle. And I would like to pass it over to the four of you. What would you like to do? This is the awkward silence where it's, we don't know. <laughs> Trying to decide because I kind of want to go and pursue the clues that Dusk had given us now that um, Willow Song has come back. Yes. Well, I think that the she had gone away. Um, Willow Song had gone away to speak with her mother. Um, mm. You and Marcel, uh, Tarkal and Marcel, sorry, had gone back to the inn where Azara and Agnes kind of conveyed their suspicions of what they'd found. You guys had a brief discussion about that. And then we hadn't quite had um, Willow Song Shadow Bride oh. come back to the inn yet. So I think that's where we kind of left things off last week, if I remember correctly. Well, then um, I'm going to sit at the bar and I'm going to get a Manhattan because they make those mm -hmm. here. And I am going to wait for Willow Song to show up because apparently we need to put her under this truth circle. And after that, we can go pursue valuable knowledge uh, from Dusk's Clues. Yeah, Manhattan, named after William Manhattan, um, a famous clearly. drinker here in Arabelle. Um, yeah, uh, you know, it's a sturdy, stout drink uh, for the working, a working fellow. Um, but yeah, you uh, enjoy your William Manhattan. Um, and yeah, after maybe sort of an hour or so, uh, Willow Song does indeed turn up at the tavern. Uh, this kind of slender, young ha uh, young uh, wood elf, I think I've described her as before, young wood elf with long dark hair and kind of sparkling emerald eyes, um, very pale skin. Um, but yeah, makes her way uh, back to to the Falcon's Rest. Uh, when she sees Tarkle, she kind of lights up with a, a gentle smile. Um, and uh makes her way over uh what about the rest of you are you waiting with tarkle or are you going about your own business i think i remembered that we were down to like now go investigate the the leads that dust gave us right i think i think we that was certainly a plan after, after the willow yeah. song stuff i think yeah um i think i would have sent word ahead to the um priest in the kingdom who was mm -hmm. casting the zone of truth spell saying that we were going to be on our way. So the masked priest that was yeah. in interrogating Dusk, you, I don't think you guys ever learned their name. Um, they well, just seem to be a member of the uh, Duchess's. To whoever kind of our contacts advisors. were there. Cause I think Duchess said that we would have access. Yeah, she would to try and offer you help. Yeah. So I would yeah. send word to see if we can set up a 
a little zone of truth session sure uh with somebody who possibly has information in like an hour or so so i think that yeah if you send word who would you who would you send word from with that would you send like one of your own guards from evening star would you send aaron like who would you send up to the 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 scepter which is the name of the sort of noble building aaron with a guard from evening star okay okay um so yeah i think that the time it would take them to get to the scepter and get back uh that you haven't heard back by the time willow song would arrive so Mm -hmm. she arrives before aaron and the guard get back Mm -hmm. um so you're still waiting on on this you know potential person to come and cast zone of truth um when willow song returns so oh i was gonna say if we come there oh okay could they just be ready to go yeah that's even better yeah uh willow song did you did you speak with your mother well, it's a little difficult um, to sometimes get everything out of her. She is a little distracted, but I did mention the concerns with Davian, with Davian Cormorill. Um, she sent out some, uh, I'm trying to think of the word, figures, some some creatures of, of the forest to help locate him. Um, the only thing I could think of is well he does have a townhouse here in 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 the city um a place where we were staying before the dinner i thought perhaps that might be a place that we could uh, look into but it will probably take my mother some time to try and locate him more thoroughly um well if you if you know where this townhouse is maybe we can just check i i would be surprised if the duchess hasn't checked there because she said that he seemed to have disappeared and skipped town but uh i think it's worth looking into I just wonder, is it possible? I mean, the Duchess really only has guardsmen to go and investigate. Uh, you're all far more, well, uh, you're far more skilled than any of them would be. Perhaps you might find something that they missed. Mm, that's a, that, yeah, that's good thinking. Um, uh, Azara, guys, do you think that we could go follow this lead? Uh, Willowsong knows where Davian's townhouse is. It's not far from the scepter. Agnes just looks to Azara because Azara was kind of the one that figured out that there was something afoot. And mm-hmm. so she's trying to follow her lead on like when we're going to press the issues. Sure. As we do have an appointment at the scepter, I think it would be best if we um, aren't late, seeing as we've asked for their resources and their time. I don't see why swinging by briefly on the way couldn't be a problem, but I don't say that we linger. Is that all right with you? Yeah, I I think either we're going to, the best case scenario would be that we show up at his house, he's there, we drag him to the scepter as well, and we just have a whole big truth party. That is a best case scenario, yes. Well, I can show you the way then. That's not a problem. Uh, like I said, I, I was staying there a few days before the dinner, so I know where it is. And, um, well, it might be locked up. I, I I suppose we'll have to see what kind of state the place is in when we're there. I don't know if the guards have forced their way in or something to search it, but, well, I guess we can see. And then she just sort of uh, waits for everyone else, really. Uh, where's Alyssa? Uh, Alyssa is with you. So okay, you have, so gonna I was going to mention, yeah. so yeah, you guys have maybe a squad of sort of four or five guards. And I mean, guards as in like stat in the monster manual guards. Like these guys are, you know, 
where basic armor, you know, you can basically have them do menial tasks like watch a perimeter or help you search your building or anything like that if you wanted to do. You could also send them to do stuff. One of them would have gone with Aaron, so you have about three of them currently available to you. Um, and then you have Alyssa herself, who is a pretty competent warrior and, you know, knows Arabelle as a city quite well as well, if you wanted to. You also have Sarah Lee. I don't know if you want to take her with you as well. Uh, yeah, I'll take her with us. Okay, so the whole squad is going to go. Squad. I guess that means Aaron's squad, coming squad, too. Squad. Well, Aaron is currently sent off to the scepter. Oh, right. Zara sent him off to to kind of kind of prep things for your arrival, so that this uh, truth spell, the zone of truth, can be conjured. Uh, yeah, you guys, if you all set off, unless there's no uh, unless there's any ob uh, objections, you guys make your way off, and Willow Song leads you in a kind of sunny kind of late morning time period through the city of Arabelle where business is running as usual. There is a busy market all along uh, the Ladies' Walk, which is kind of like this main street that runs through the main trade hub of the city. Um, things are just as if nothing was wrong, as if nothing had happened over the last few days. Um, and she eventually leads you to a much more secluded private section of the city. The guard patrols here, the Purple Dragon Knights maintain a closer watch. You can see that the streets are very, um, I don't want to say, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of the word. It's not too fancy, you know, it hasn't been had money spent on it frivolously frivolously but it's still been maintained to a very high stature um, you can see that there are the number of these very tall but thin three four-story townhouses scattered around um, all facing towards the scepter and looking out onto small parks and small like little avenues and things like that market squares and she leads you to one in particular that stands on its own looking into a park like a small uh, kind of um, quite quaint little nature garden um it has a iron fence around the whole estate um as with a large main gate that leads in um and then it's yeah about a three-story building that goes up and has you know very nice stone walls and some wood paneling and uh, the higher floors appear to be made of wood with a kind of slate roof um it looks very elegant but quite simple in some other ways well, this is this is Davian's uh, estate. That I, it's just a property I think he keeps here in the city for when he visits. Um, his real uh, his real keep and lands are in the Kingswood, I think. Um, but this is where we were staying when we were here. Uh, hmm. All right. Uh, thank you, Willis Song, for bringing us here. Um, do we see like are there any guards outside or? You don't see any guards outside. There are no guards watching the, the building or anything like that. There are no guards uh, around the fence. Uh, you can see that the windows inside, there are, you know, each floor has sets of windows. Um, none of them are particularly shuttered or boarded or anything like that. Uh, they just look to be closed, maybe locked as normal as uh, any normal house would be. It looks empty. You don't see any figures in the windows moving about or anything like that. Um, it looks, yeah, abandoned. Um, uh, but I'm not derelict. Walk up to the door and try and open it. <laughs> well, the, so there is a fence all oh, around fence. the estate. Yeah. It, so this fence is maybe about sort of eight feet, nine feet tall. It's like a short stone wall and then a big, thick iron barred fence. Um, like you might see around like a kind of very wealthy looking uh, house or like an old creepy house on the corner kind of thing. I'm um, imagining either... like Skyrim, like fence yes. around a manor house type thing. Yes, exactly. Okay. That. 
(laughs) there is a gate but it's quite heavy and you can see that there is a kind of um it looks like a new chained uh, a new chain and lock has been wrapped around the fence and and locked it shut um that looks quite new um then i will walk up to the chain on the fence Mm -hmm. uh and let's see what won't are there lots of people roaming the street there are not lots of people but there are people there are kind of night patrols walking around you can see Mm -hmm. some very well-dressed merchants and nobles maybe kind of making their way back home or heading off into market that pass through this area um any sort of spell casting uh Mm. is probably going to be noticed if it has verbal or somatic components agnes is like we we could ring the bell but we can't get to the door isn't there like a something on the gate that's like a Ding there, dong, isn't we're here. Any, there isn't really anything on the gate, no. There doesn't appear to be sort of like a little attendance bell or anything like that. Um, would... Now, hear me out here. If someone were to misty step... Yes. And I can see through a window... Yeah. Could I misty yeah, step? Yes, I believe misty step is as, as long as you can see where it is you're going, you can, you can do yes. that. Yes, yeah. okay. Um... I'm gonna. I'll, I'll turn to the rest of the the group and the guards. The guard. Are they gonna stop me from doing anything illegal? Are they on our side? Like, what kind of guards are we talking here? I mean, these are the city guards. These are the oh, the purple dragon knights that watch over Aragorn. Uh, uh, you have mm. your guards with you as well, right? Right. Um, right. Which wear like a very simple um, uniform, and they actually have. Um, they wouldn't. There's no symbol for Evening Star yet. I don't think. I don't think you guys have established like a crest or anything. So oh, they just have the list. Purple Dragon Knights tabard. Um, but they're your your guards, basically. Have we been given kind of free reign by the Duchess to like do whatever we want for this investigation? I think that that's up to your interpretation of your previous conversations. If you would like to try and break break the law, uh, um, I and think hope I will, that you can convince otherwise. I'll turn to one of the more burly looking guards. And I'll say, uh, dear sir, would you mind um, unlocking this gate for us? We have to proceed with our investigation. Uh, this random guard that just happens to be patrolling sort of looks over, kind of looks around. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, war wizard, but it's not my duty. I don't have the key for that gate. We were we it was searched yesterday. It's been locked up since. I'm afraid you'd probably have to speak to well, the, the watch commander or the watch captain, whoever's leading the investigation, I don't have the keys for that lock. Uh, hearing Azara say that, can I sneakishly try to use my Kiss of Silver to pick the lock? Sure. Yeah. While Azara is talking to him, I think that that's a suitable distraction uh, for you to do this. We'll see how cool. much you fail it by if you fail. That'll be the, the giveaway. Uh, and what am I... I'm going to roll sleight of hand. Uh, so or... yeah, well, thievery tools is normally basically it's d20 plus your okay. dexterity modifier plus your proficiency bonus. Oh. So if you're pro- so yeah, whatever okay. that happens to work out as. I rolled a nine plus seven, sixteen. Sixteen's probably enough. This is a brand new lock, and it's really just for the outer doors. So yeah, with um, kiss of silver, which is this very fine uh, kind of silvery blade, and maybe with your own sort of like a couple of little tools as well. Whilst Azara is talking, you just the, the the chain around the main outer fence and this this new lock. Yeah, it quickly unlocks, and you can slip the the lock out of the chains. Um, do you stop the door opening? Like the gate's about to swing open. Would you kind of like hold it in place? What well, I would well I would hold it. And like, as Azara is finishing her sentence, I would say, oh no, Azara, the Duchess uh, gave me a key already so we could continue our investigation. <laughs> nice. Ah. I'll turn around away and be like, oh, 
I must have forgotten. Wonderful. Thank you, sir. You can be on your way. And I'll sure. turn back Gone. to the group. It's just, that's a fairly that's feasible. Good. There's no reason for them to doubt you. So, uh, yeah, they just, uh, seeing that you've just yeah, used the key to unlock it, they just, you know, fine. And they just seem to head off. I'll give um, uh, Tarkal a really approving nod as I <laughs> walk over. You see Alyssa kind of shift a little bit uncomfortably. Uh, Sarah Lee looks around a bit panicked, sort of worrying that you're uh, Magister, we're not doing something we shouldn't be, are we? I, oh, I no, 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 it. sweet little turtle oh, okay. dove. It's yeah. fine. We're investigating. We're investigators. Everything is kosher. Do they say kosher in D&D? <laughs> Azara does. Azara does. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, a, you know, it's a strange habit that you've picked up from a, yeah, a teacher from... you had or something. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, you kind of look around and uh, yeah, the, the gate opens with uh, under Tarkle's, uh fine dexterity um and yeah you can just make your way to the the actual door which leads into the townhouse now um it's a short walk through a kind of very well tended garden uh that leads to the front door uh with a small kind of uh, outcropping like a little um uh, blah, 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 blah. I'm trying to think of the word i'm really bad with words today uh like a not a decking Edges? what's when oh. you have what do you have at the front of a house that's Porch. like porch thank you uh like a small porch um with a main door that leads into the estate proper into the house proper it's not really an estate it's more like a townhouse um uh this door uh, is also locked oh fun uh <laughs> i guess i'll try to pick it again yes. unless anyone yeah, else wants can... to jump in and try to do something I that's just... your job um <laughs> I, I, rogue azara will look to tarko and say it is it's up to you i can misty step inside unless You'd like there to are go. windows. Yeah, there are yeah. windows around the outside of the townhouse itself, looking into um, various rooms. Uh, mm -hmm. If you wish to go and explore those, um, I can describe that to you if anybody's looking. Yeah, I mean, if you, you can, can get inside and open the door as well. Um, can I sense any warding? Are you casting detect magic? I am not. Then you but look around. I am you, using you... my vibes. Uh, give me a perception <laughs> check. Okay. Oh, I should get my dice. That's important. That is going to be useful. That's so unlikely. Sure. Right. Uh, Meanwhile. <laughs> 13. 13. You look around, you don't see any obvious glyphs or wards or in, you know inscribed runes or anything like that to indicate that there's any sort of magical protection on these windows. Or like the house itself. None that you can see. Okay. Or sense magically. Um, there is a spell for that, and it is called Detect it's Magic. Detect Magic, yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no free arcana checks from me, I'm afraid. I see, I see. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll take, I'll take the, I'll take, I'll take the chance. I'm gonna use the necklace charge. Ah, from Snowmorn. Yes, from Snowmorn. Uh, so this kind of dangling fragment of the knife that was used to summon the Winter Eladrin that you recovered, uh, you focus on its energies. You feel this kind of cold wind blow through you temporarily, uh, kind of chilling your body and your spine. And then you feel almost like you become snow or like wind for a moment. Uh, and you pass through the glass pane. And when you appear, you find yourself in a... Uh, a sort of lounge area. Um, the windows look out onto the front garden, into the park. 
you can see that there is a couple of comfortable looking chairs facing towards a fireplace. A large map of Cormir hangs over it. Um, and there are various stuffed animals mounted to the walls. A large deer, a couple of birds mounted on perches. Um, and there appears to be like a large wolfskin rug along the floor as well. Uh, and then there is a door that leads out of this room. Um, I will go unlock the door. Okay, you open a deadbolt. Yeah, you just open that normal door, which leads into a short corridor. Uh, there's a set of stairs leading up, and this connects to the front door. You can see sort of Tarkle peering through a small window uh, set into the door itself. Um, and it appears to just be like a, a latch um, that you can unlock from the inside. Normally a key would unlock it, but it looks like you can actually unlock it from the inside without the key. Cool. Uh, then yeah, I'll unlock it and let sure. everybody in. Yeah, everyone sees the same thing. So when you guys enter, uh, the main entrance um, leads to a kind of long hallway, like a long entrance hall with a tall staircase that leads up to a second floor landing and then seems to double, like it seems to curve round to a, like a corridor. Um, and you can see looking up that there is a kind of space to look down from the second floor. Um, and yeah, there's the room, the lounge that Azara just came from. Uh, and the other room appears to just kind of lead into a dining room and kitchen area. Nothing really of note there, just a empty table. The whole place looks like it was vacated very quickly. There's a few items of furniture, but nothing really of note. Anything of any real value, it looks like it's been very hastily removed. You don't see like things like cutlery or silverware or candelabras or anything like that. Um, I'm immediately going to polymorph again into that bloodhound. Oh, okay. nice. Um, and start taking a sniff uh, just around the general house, like probably in his bedroom and in his office, okay. wherever he would be. So Azar is going to, so you look, sniff around the downstairs rooms. Um, you get various mixtures of smells. The lounge smells like fire smoke and animal fur. There's the smell of old parchment that kind of emanates from the floor. Um, somebody in here used to smoke a pipe quite heavily. Uh, you kind of get that sense of smell of tobacco and drink alcohol. The dining area smells remnants of food, mixtures of different human bodies coming and going, but old smells, not recent. Um, the kitchen still has plenty of food in the cupboards. Most of it you know, probably would be stores kept, grains and all that sort of stuff. Nothing really unusual. Um, and then I'm going to assume you start making your way upstairs. What's everyone else doing? I would have just uh, asked Willisong um, <clears throat> or Tarko would have. Yes. Uh, does everything look as it was? Is there anything? It looks like he's abandoned the place. I really... Davian was a cold man. I, I I tried to do my best to kind of stay out of his way, really. Um, I had a guest room up on the second floor that I spent some time in. Um, Davian mostly spent time in his study up on the third floor. Mm, okay, maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll check out the third floor, see if there's anything we can find. Yes, I'll go um, look in the study with them. Okay, so Agnes begins heading upstairs. Marcel, you're going to head up as well. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, Sarah Lee looks around awkwardly now that uh, her magister has become a dog and can't speak to her and give her orders. Um, and Alyssa just turns, uh, Baroness, ba Baron and Baroness, should I, should I watch the main door? Would you like me to remain down here just in case anybody comes or come with you? What would you like me to do? I, I feel a little out of place with these sneaking around investigations. It's not really my forte. Um, I, I don't think it's a problem if you stay down here. I mean, truthfully, if anyone comes, just tell them that we're investigating. 
Lord Davian's disappearance because we have suspicion on him from the crime. Yes, of course. Very well, Baron. I will. Um, I'll remain watch down here then, um, just in case. Uh, do be careful. Look after yourselves. We don't know what if Davian is responsible. Perhaps he's left people here. Uh, and with that, yeah, she just takes watch by the door, um, kind of peering out through the curtain by a window, um, looking out onto the fence that you entered from. Um, the rest of you will make your way upstairs, kind of following this bloodhound of Zara, sniffing as she goes. And uh, I, I, using my Ooh. 22 passive perception, I mm. just notice anything on the way, by the way, that yes. I can. You would, and By the way. as you make your way up, uh, as you're kind of following Azara, sniffing around, um, the landing that the stairs lead up to, imagine it kind of, uh, the stairs lead up and then it doubles backs and then there's a kind of corridor with doors on the side and then another staircase leading up again, kind of going up to the third floor. Um, Agnes, you definitely notice a couple of things. On the landing, um, in a small alcove in the center of this kind of corridor, uh, there is a alcove with a statue of a warrior. It looks to be kind of sculpted from stone, um, but it carries a very real spear and shield. Um, hmm. The shield is marked with uh, Lord Davian's crest. Um, that seems to be kind of looking out, uh, kind of posed as if a warrior in battle uh, along the corridor. Um, there is also a long rug that seems to stretch along that corridor itself, like a long, quite frayed, quite worn rug um, that extends the whole way. But the one thing you do notice, and I think Marcel might pick up on this as well, because you both have very high passive uh, perceptions. At the far end of this landing, of this corridor with the doors, just before it goes to the stairs leading up, there's a section of the ceiling that has like the outline of maybe a trapdoor. Hmm. I'm going to go right to that. Yeah, I point that <laughs> okay. out too. As you do, Marcel, uh, uh, as you do, uh, let me just bring something up here. As you begin making your way down the corridor, striding boldly forward, uh, I have to create an encounter very quickly on D&D Beyond. Is because the statue comes alive and tries to kill him? Well, that does happen, but the first <laughs> thing that happens is as Marcel steps onto the rug, the rug seems to writhe and form into kind of almost like it's alive and it tries to wrap around Marcel dramatically. You have the worst luck with rugs of suffocation, Nate. Like you're the mm -hmm. only person I've ever seen get wrapped in a rug of suffocation multiple times. Yep. That's and, and the thing is, is I knew that as well. So. Oh, no! <laughs> Perfect. Um, as, a, as like a reaction to this before initiative, could I unpolymorph or would that have to be a turn? That would be in your, in your turn. I'm afraid yeah. Zara, this happens. None of you, yeah, like this thing looked indistinguishable from a normal rug and it gotcha. has been waiting for someone to... Uh... Can you imagine being a rug laying there just waiting for somebody to step on you? What a boring life. <laughs> but then when someone finally steps on you, what a rush. Oh, Whoa. that's so the hype. best day ever. So hype. Good for right. this rug. You know what? Good for you, rug. Let's get some initiative rolls, please, Azara. Yeah, I was just organizing my voice. <laughs> Four. Four. Perfect. Uh, Marcel. Big fat seven. Dang. Seven. Taco. Out the gate. Eleven. Eleven. And Agnes. Nineteen. 19. That's my big sister. Are you my big sister? Yeah, you're older. Yeah. yeah. Well, a lot I, older. 
Well, the bad news is that the rug does get a kind of um, surprise round uh, as it basically wraps around Marcel very quickly. So that's going to get the first turn and then the initiative will take over. Um, So yeah, it tries to smother you, Marcel. Uh, Mm. That is an 18 to hit. Mm -hmm. Uh, You are now grappled. Um, Until the grapple ends, the target is restrained, blinded, at a risk of suffocation. Um, uh, As this thing just wraps around you tightly, kind of pinning your arms to your side, you can't see, and it's so tight, you begin to feel the air um, kind of going out of you. And I'm just going to check the rules for suffocating. So, what's what's Marcel's con modifier, Nate? Uh, Plus one okay you can hold your breath for two minutes so you've basically got two minutes before you start running out of air Um, so probably not a worry in this combat um, unless somebody can't get to you Um, so that's it's kind of surprise round then agnes as you suggested the statue in the middle of this alcove kind of kind of turns steps out and will push its way past the rug of smothering to the first person it can see which is the doggy uh, that had been making its way up the corridor along with Marcel. Oh, it goes for the dog first? Yeah, well, so it evil, sees the first, the first living thing it can see. Um, Maybe it wants to give pet and nothing else. It give pet with Sus. spear. <laughs> oh. um, that is a 15 to hit uh, Azara for the My first attack. My armor class is 15. Okay. Uh, that is going to be... 13 points of damage to Azara as Yikes. it stabs into the Mastiff form. Um, do you have the stats for a Mastiff? Would you like me to quickly grab them? Could you quickly grab them? Yes. Because the main thing to know is uh, how much damage did you just take? 13. Okay, so the Mastiff has hit five hit points. Okay. So you take five, so and I then revert... you would take eight to Azara. Yes, okay. so you revert immediately back oh, to Azara. Oh, hey, it did exactly what I wanted to do anyway. Yeah, yeah so... it does, at the cost of eight hit points. Yeah, uh, I'll take it. Uh, then it tries to stab you again. Well, that's fucking rude. Which is a natural 20. <laughs> Ooh. So it kind of, the spear comes up nearly thing through, and I will use my crit rules, which I give to you guys as well, ah! which is max dice, and then I roll the uh-huh. dice again. So this is this is the first time you've crit us? first time. I think yeah, so. And I, last and time have, he yeah. said, he's like, wait till I crit you, then you won't like You're it so much. Like it. Of course. 23 points of damage. Yikes. Um, as yikes. the spear plunges into you. Oh, and that's then a the yikes. shield, it bashes you uh, once in the face with the shield for a 22 to hit. Yeah, that hits. It's cracked. Uh, it goes for the first living thing it could see that wasn't captured by the rug. That is going to be uh, 10 points of bludgeoning damage. And can you make a strength saving throw, please? And it moves like a soldier, almost like a Greek hoplite, kind of using its shield and then stabbing forward with a spear and then bashing out with it. It's like a 15. Dark Souls character. 15. You just managed to stay on your feet as it tries to knock okay. you to the ground. Um, um, but that is its go. I'm... And to- to give Not yourself happy. some kind of uh, visual um, awareness of the space, yeah. the corridor it is next to the stairs landing. So you have like this open staircase next to you, then okay. a 10 foot corridor. So okay. enough room for two creatures to move down it okay. um, with doors on either side with a small alcove in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, the rug is in ahead of you, sort of in the middle of the corridor, then the clay, the, the statue, and then Azara are next to them. And that's where the fight's going on. 
um, and obviously Marcel is wrapped up in the in the rug. Uh, Agnes, Crown Silver. Um, I'm assuming that she's kind of near Marcel because she was she's next starting, to Marcel. Yes. Yeah, she was starting to walk. Also, after him. I would look like I'm about to die. By the way, so covered oh, in right. blood. I have nine hit points. Yeah, <laughs> dang it, because like. Agnes would be ready to react to the rug, but I guess seeing Azara being so badly wounded would change her mind. That's okay. So she's going to cast Entangle. Okay. Um, and I'm going to cast, it's a 20 foot area, but I'm going to try to cast it so it Azara is outside it. Okay, and I will say then, you can just probably get a Zara outside of it, but Marcel and the rug would be inside it. Hmm. I mean, he is already grappled. He can't get more grappled. <laughs> That's true. Grappled plus. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll deal with him next turn. He can hold his breath for a little while. I'll do the entangle. Sure. Um, uh, so what kind of save do I need to make? You need to make a strength check above 15 the statue passes uh, that was a 24 i think oh. uh, the rug however fails <laughs> and it can be restrained so all of these vines wrap around the rug so the rug has got marcel restrained inside it and then you have restrained the rug with these <laughs> vines as all from the floorboards these kind of sprouts grow and wrap around the rug <laughs> well at least it'll make the rug easier to hit <laughs> It does. It does make the rug easier to hit. You're absolutely right. Um, I should know the statue would be too strong for that. I use Entangle way more than it actually works, and I always dream of it working so well. It's it's perfect against things like all the like little bandits that you first yeah. fought when we started with uh, the the Star Watch Keep. It's perfect for like lots of yeah. you know, little minions and things like that. But yeah, this statue looks very strong. The way it was striking Azara, it seems to be very very. Agnes uh, was startled. She didn't make the competent. best decisions. DM said that spells great when you're fighting weak stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the rug just continues. So the rug's turn, it just continues to hold um, uh, Marcel. It doesn't do anything. It's a Marcel's turn. It's, he takes damage. So uh, Tarkle, uh, it is your turn. Uh, and I guess you hear I'm... a voice from downstairs kind of call up like, what What was that? <laughs> oh, because Willow Song is already on the third floor? Uh, no, Willow Song was behind you guys. Like she's not moved up on her own. She's basically, you have you you have Willow Song, Sarah Lee, and Alyssa behind you guys. They're okay. all just waiting downstairs. So uh, just stay down there with Alyssa. And then I'll uh, walk up if I have to walk forward at all. And I'm going to try to toss my Kiss of Silver uh, at the Clay Knight. Yeah, you don't need to walk forward. You can throw okay. it from back here. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, so let me roll my D20. And I roll a two. So this knight is going real good. Uh, that's a nine total. Uh, against the, yeah, the clay gladiator brings up its shield and the, the dagger just kind of pings off and you focus for a moment and then whips back into silvery mist and reforms in your sheath. Uh, okay, is there like anything substantial that I could hide behind? You could attempt to, there is like a door uh, that, you know, like a normal door into a room. You could open that up and try and hide inside that room. Mm, get you out of line of sight is that gonna really make me hidden though you know what kind of hide i'm talking about 
Yeah, you're basically what you want is you you need to be out of sight of the creature you're hiding from, so you can kind of strike without it knowing where you're going to strike from. So okay, it would still work. I'm gonna do that then. Okay, you open the door and it seems to lead into like a large uh, bedroom. Um, very very lavish double bed, kind of very nice like uh, blankets and things like that listed over it. There's like a small trunk and a dresser and things like that. Um, yeah. Uh, and yeah, you can you can hide, make a stealth check. Uh, oh, plus ten, and I rolled a nine, nineteen. Nineteen. Yeah, this thing is has no idea where you like. It, yeah. As far as it's concerned, it doesn't know where you've gone. So sweet, kind of shoulder barge the door, emerge into the next side. Uh, as Tarkal does that, the trap door that you saw, uh, that Agnes and, and Marcel saw, the trap door swings open, and a kind of crossbow folds out um you can see its arms almost seem to animate by themselves as it pulls its own bowstring back as this bolt uh, this crossbow kind of sentry turret uh, unfolds staring down the corridor um <laughs> just see nate just like shaking his head like <laughs> what is this i hate this <laughs> and da, 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 da. It will. You see just a single uh, glowing tipped crossbow bolt seems to lock into place and it fires it forward. I need uh, Agnes. Marcel automatically fails this because I think he's restrained. I need to check that. Uh, the rug and the statue all have to make dexterity saving throws. Um, uh, Azara too uh, as it uh, impales. Uh, as it explodes on striking. Uh, restrained. With disadvantage on dexterity, what? Marcel. So disadvantage. Oh, oh. Yes. oh. I was like, what? Uh, no, uh, uh, Azara needs to make it as well. So yeah, I got eighteen. Yeah, uh, and okay, so you got eighteen. Um, the rug fails, <laughs> um, and then the statue. Uh, the statue actually passes as well. Marcel, how do you do? 12. 12. Uh, you have also failed. Um, Neat. So Azara and the statue are going to take half damage. Uh, the rest, the rug and Marcel will both take full damage. So that's going to be 15 points to the uh, Marcel and the rug. Um, I'm just checking it doesn't have fire vulnerability. It doesn't. Uh, and then that would be seven points of damage to oh Azara. Oh my god. That's got to so destroy the, the rug, right? Like, what's the thread count on uh, this? The thing? rug <laughs> is not looking good. The rug definitely is scorched and cindered, but it is also now on fire. Um, so it is a flame uh, as this bolt explodes. Uh, it kind of, as the bolt impacts the ground, it just erupts into flames. Um, but that's the that's the bolt that's the oaken bolt turn. Marcel, at the start of your turn, whilst you are restrained, you take ten bludgeoning damage as you're just being crushed by this thing. Cool, cool. And now it's your co. <laughs> Great. Uh, do I do any kind of check to see if I break it before I turn? Uh, or? Uh, so you can use a, I believe it's an action to break out of it. Yeah, escape DC 13. So you can make an athletics or acrobatics check to break free, but it is an action. So I'm restrained, so I can't move and I'm suffocating, but can I And you're talk? blinded. 
Uh, you can talk. Yes, you can talk. It's but it's like you know really muffled. Yeah. Okay, uh, but um, so that means a verbal spell would work. It would. Okay, I'm just gonna misty step out. Do you need to see where you're going? Because you are blinded by this. I thing. I I mind's eye. I I know where I was going. <laughs> what does the spell say, Nate? <laughs> I'm it gonna says, Jeremy Crawford. You briefly sur briefly surrounded by silvery mist, you teleport up to 30 feet to an unoccupied space that you can shoot. <laughs> ah, ah, there is the crux of it. Mm. Uh, but okay, you still, cool. you, what would you like to do? Oh, acrobatics. Sure. DC 13. That would be a 26. You Arc. easily like manage to wriggle and kind of squirm your way and kind of get enough leverage that you pull yourself free out of the rug of smothering um, and manage to free yourself. Uh, you still have a move and a bonus action. What would you like to do? Okay, cool. So now that I can see what's going on, Yes. There's a statue and so, yeah. a so crossbow. Here's the, and the... here's the lay of it. You are on the other side. So when you escaped, you probably would have emerged on the other side of the rug. So it's basically like you're next to the rug. The rug is next to a statue that is currently killing Azara. You can see that she's, she's bleeding heavily as this thing is fighting. Agnes is a little bit further down the corridor. Tarkle's nowhere to be seen and then at the end of the corridor in the direction you were going is this crossbow mounted in the ceiling um, it's maybe like sort of seven eight feet up in the air so you can still reach it with attacks if you wanted to okay I'm going to so if is there room like under the crossbow do I feel like if I get close enough it would like not be able to shoot at me it is like on a pivot it could it could point itself down at you but you could teleport underneath it directly and attack it I was just going to walk over to it. You could also walk over to it, yes. Although, cool. although tax for opportunity. Oh, I thought... Okay, so I'm not in between all of that. You are next to the rug, and the rug still gets opportunity. But even if he just ungrappled from it, does it get another if, if he provokes huh. an opportunity attack, it's still a reaction, like he's still moving away from it. So the huh. escape is he basically is now five, he's next to it, basically. He's no longer grappled, but he's still next to the creature. Okay. Um. Then I'm just going to stay put and I'm going to use my bonus action to second wind and restore some good. HP. That sounds very nice. Weird. Don't we all wish we could do that? Azara mm -hmm. Mithras, whose turn it is now. Hey, so... Remember it a while ago, we all got those potions and we had one left and I had it on my person, but I don't remember if it was the minor or the major healing. I vaguely remember it was the major healing potion that we had left. What is written in your character sheet, Azara Mithras? That's the thing is that none of them were, but we had three potions. Oh. Anna used one. I mean, I can go back and watch the YouTube right now. No. I remember after the troll or the, the something that we defeated, I said, do you want to use this or should we save it for later? And you said, about, save it for later. How about this? We'll count it as a greater. I remember. But then this would be the last of the potions. And then from I now I think it on, was the last of the potions. Sure, that's fine. Yeah. Just make sure we write it down so that we know who has what in the future. How about that? Okay, yes. I think yep, it was before I was taking accurate notes, and I sure. apologize. My next question is, do you prefer me to roll the potions, or do you want to roll the potions? Uh, I always roll it for my group, but I don't mind what you guys I do. will have you roll, sure. if that's how you and do it's it. It's a greater healing potion, yeah? So 44 plus 4. Yes. Seven, and I'll go back and watch it for posterity, because I, I truly fine. believe this. Seven, 
15 hit points. Okay. Uh, it's fine. Like, it's no big deal. Like, I trust you guys. It's just like, yeah. I just, will write it down. I, 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 and I say this to my own group write stuff down in your inventories like even if it's like a, like yeah but you know a group agreement or whatever it's just right. just then it, it prevents any confusion like who has what and and what's left and stuff um was that a uh, an action uh so i i always rule it as drinking a potion yourself is a bonus action oh. feeding a potion to somebody else is a full action i think that that's oh. a bit more fair i think spending your whole turn drinking a potion for yourself is a bit boring but if you're saving somebody else i think it's like takes a bit more time to like feed them the physical potion then as my action, I'm going to cast False Life on myself. Excellent. Um, Some more hit points. Yep. Which is, I rolled on D&D Beyond 4. So 40, 4 plus 4 is 8. So I get 8 more. And They then, are temporary hit points, remember. Yes, temporary they are temporary hit points. Hit points. Yeah. Um, and then I am also going to use my bonus action to Misty Step the heck away from here. Does that give an, an opportunity? So it's this. This is the problem of mm -hmm. false life is a first level spell. You can't then cast another a spell as a bonus action if it's you're right, a spell. You're right. Yeah. You're right. All right then. And I didn't do quicken spell like an idiot. That's okay. Then I guess that's my turn. That's your turn. So now we go up to the top and the clay statue. Oh, Not no. very happy that you are just healing yourself. Uh, it will, however, divide some of its attacks. It okay. now has a secondary target. Uh, so it will attack uh, Azara again, but it will also try and stab at Nate as well once. Uh, this thing seems pretty mean. So that is an 11 to hit you, Azara. Oh, thank God. No. That no. is an 18 to hit Marcel. Yep. That's going to be 11 points of piercing damage to Marcel. And then it tries to shield bash Azara for 12 to hit Azara. No! Just barely. <laughs> so yeah, it kind of whoosh, tries to strike <laughs> you and then it turns its attention back to Marcel as this thing is now engaging you both in the corridor, kind of spinning itself around. Um, Agnes. Uh, Agnes is just about done with all of this nonsense. So she There's a lot is of nonsense going to... Going on. Yeah. There's too much nonsense. It needs to be a diminished amount of nonsense. So she is going to cast Scorching Ray and she's going to do it at third level. So that's going to give her four Ray Bolts. Very um, nice. What would you like to strike? I want to shoot. I, well, do I get to I get to shoot them and find out what they do before I have to decide? Yeah, you can all make them individually. Them, right? Yeah, you can yeah. do them individually. So you could be like, okay, first one at the rug, second one at yeah. the rug, right? That's dead. Now I'm going to target this thing. Yeah, you can absolutely do that. Way. Okay, I want to do the first one at the clay statue. Okay, and that is going to be eighteen to hit. That just barely hits. The thing tries to bring its shield up, but the flames kind of curl around and strike it in the chest. <laughs> Ooh, and she rolls 12 damage. Fire Very damage. Nice. Also, um, oh, I thought I thought Scorching Ray did something where it would also set on fire any flammable items they're holding, but I guess not. Even if it did, the shield and spear are both metal and the statue's made of some sort of like stone. So. Even the haft of the shield is metal? Uh, the spear, the whole thing is metal. Yeah, it's like a long hmm. metal kind of spear. Okay, but it did do damage to him, so I'm going to do that again. Same sure. target, because this one is the most dangerous to us at the moment. 
That's going to be a 16 to hit. That does not hit. This time it manages to kind of completely engulf the ray on its shield. It's metal Grr. shield. All right, let's try again. Same. Uh, oh man, that doesn't hit. <laughs> All right, one more try. That doesn't hit either. Agnes hits and she gets so excited that like the other ray is just kind of... It's also like this thing is made of stone, so it's even using parts of its body to help deflect the flames, like kind of protecting mm. its like vulnerable joints and things like that. So it kind of knows how to protect itself as these flames just kind of roil around it. Marcel and Azar are both this scorching heat kind of blasts past you almost trying to, to get to the thing. Um, anything else, Agnes? <sighs> No, I don't have many good reactions. So I've already used my action. Um, I guess I... No, I'm not going to do anything else. I'll just stay here. Okay. Marcel, Nate, I'm so sorry. The rug once again tries to engulf no! you. <laughs> well, it would. Uh, that's only a 15 to hit. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> as it once again surrounds you entirely uh trying to crush you to death as best it can um tackle uh i'm going to sneakishly peek my head out of the door that i'm hiding behind and kiss the silver the the, the clay statue sure uh so this time uh, you have I... advantage it is unaware of you aha and it's also if it hits it's a crit right it's not surprised. It just is. It's. It doesn't know where you are, so it's oh, not surprised. Yeah, okay. surprised you have to do before the combat starts, basically. Gotcha. Okay. So my first roll was a seventeen, and my next roll was a twelve plus seven, so nineteen. That both of those would actually technically hit just barely, but the nineteen does. Yeah, the kiss of silver flies through the air and embeds in the stone. Give me the cool. damage. Uh, it is a sneak attack as you have an ally next to you, the creature. Augers. Uh, so my d4 ended up being 7, and then I will roll the rest on D&D Beyond. Because it's too many dice. <laughs> too many. Too many. Uh, it's going to be 17 from D&D Beyond. Uh, is that including the base damage as well, do you know? Or is that just the sneak attack damage? Sneak attack just comes up as 4d6. Uh, and that rolls 17, and then I also rolled the d4 plus 4. Okay. Which would be 7. So the 17 is just a sneak effect. So yeah, the dagger yeah. kind of strikes in and you can see it begins cracking and splintering at the shoulder joints uh, where this thing is like got its body and you can see it kind of shifts itself around. Um, clearly wounded by that, but still still in fighting condition. Anything else, Tarkal? Uh I am going to attempt to hide again behind my door. Sure. <laughs> there he go. I rolled a 14 plus 10, 24. 24 yeah you just kind of throw yourself into the side um yeah it seems like these rooms definitely provide cover from from the the crossbow and things like that it doesn't seem to get, be able to get an angle on you um speaking of the crossbow and the ceiling it's go uh seeing the immense amount of firepower uh that was just fired uh agnes uh, it will fire two kind of lancing bolts in your direction um for i roll that one uh, that is for an 11 to hit the first one. No. Uh, the second one, however, is a 26. That does hit. That would be a hit. Uh, that is for 11. 15 points of piercing damage as this crossbow bolt <laughs> fires Howie. from the turret uh, down into you. Um, but that is its whole turn. Uh, 
I will just roll to see if it recharges. It's Firebolt. It does not. Marcel, you once yes. again find yourself uh, suffocating. Mm -hmm. uh, you take, at the start of your turn, that's going to be uh, nine points of bludgeoning damage as you are crushed. Now is your turn. Uh, I have a question for Dungeon Master Mark Sherlock Humes. Yes, please. If this questions. thing is putting all of its might and effort into keeping me grappled, yes, how would that affect its dexterity saving throws? I would, I would argue that not very well. I cool. would say that it would, it would not be very good at them. So, seeing as it's a verbal spell, a instead of escaping and letting this happen again, I'm just going to sword burst from inside of it. Oh, <laughs> that's cool! Nice. And just try and rip this thing apart from the inside. So that's a dex. You know, I'm 15. not even going to make the save, Nate. You're inside it, and it bursts around you, right? Like <laughs> yes. it's a five foot radius around you. Mm -hmm. um, the actual sword explosion, like Hercules the... inside of the inside of the thing, and he comes out of it. The um the clay the clay statue would actually potentially take this. So is it a deck save? Mm-hmm. Fifteen. Uh, okay, well, the statue passes it. It manages to throw itself to side as all of these kind of spectral blades emerge from the rug. Um, but it, the rug, I'm not even going to make a saving throw. Just give me the damage for it. Okay. That would be seven. Seven points. You can see that the rug is like tattered shreds of fabric now but it's still just barely animated um while it's grappling creature it takes only half the damage spell to it i mean it wouldn't no it wouldn't do that to you that would be from an outside attack yeah so the the blade just kind of emerge from around you um shredding it anything else on your turn marcel okay so so i'm i'm shredding it a bit but i'm still stuck yes it's not is defeated yet for Funzie's flavor, um, would you say I've at least shredded a hole that my hand could like poke out of? <laughs> yes, sure. Why not? Okay. Not you. You can't see. I'm gonna still keep you blinded, but there's enough that your hand can kind of wriggle out. So just like this little hand is like wiggling around like the thing. Okay. Then for my bonus action, would you let me conjure my shadow blade with that free hand? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, sure. <laughs> all right cool so a shadow blade at this hand out of this rolled up rug just kind of like <laughs> yeah absolutely sure. i just imagine I like it. a mummy like in a rug with just like and just like a little sword poking just like out a little of it. hand sticking out absolutely yep. perfect uh azara yeah i'm gonna cast quick and spell on myself real quick um okay. and then i'm going to try and banish this heckin stone boy so you're, are you quickening the banish on I'm the I'm quickening the banishment. Sure. Cool. So bonus action to cast this. Yep. Um, so you can cast a cantrip after. What's the saving throw on the banishment? Charisma 14. Ooh, that's a good choice against the statue, <sighs> Exactly, because it's a statue. Actually, mm, not really. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. For some reason, this clay gladiator has a charisma of plus two. Uh don't look at me. Blame D and D, dude. Get on, get on the line to Jeremy. <laughs> Dear Jeremy uh, Crawford, I have some words. Uh, it's a fourteen total. So does that? What's the DC? Fourteen. It passes. I'm. Are saying, you just barely? So you summon this magic to try and send this thing to another realm, and it just impassively turns to look in your direction. This serene stone face, as the spell just. I'm. I'm so. It's a very pretty statue. 
It's very well made. Very good muscles. Inconsolably upset currently. Just has like a little loincloth. Sculpted after someone who was very charismatic. (laughs) I mean, clearly. Clearly. Um, Then I will (laughs) firebolt it with. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can bonus action. Bonus action. Firebolt it. I'll do that. All right. uh, 16 plus 7 to hit. Uh, Yes, that will hit. Yeah, that hits. Okay. 2d10s. That is a five plus nine. Math, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. 14. 14 points of, of flame ball. So the blast of the flyer uh, does actually kind of stagger the statue. You can see now it's blackened. Parts of it are beginning to crumble um, as it takes this damage, but still standing, still standing. What? And in retaliation. Uh, it yeah. will it uh-huh. focus entirely uh, on the Zara Mithras. Uh, first attack yeah. uh, is a natural one, so it cool. misses. Thank goodness. Second attack is a 22. Yeah, that hits. For that's going to be eight points of piercing damage. Okay, that takes away my temporary hit points. And then it shield bashes 14 to hit. Does not hit. God bless that draconic AC. Fuck off, uh, my dude. So you kind of just managed to shoulder its strength as uh, yeah, it's it's a couple of its attacks failed to connect. Um, it will now that it's not threatened by Marcel, it will kind of make its way uh, around you, not provoking an opportunity attack, but around you. So it's now close enough to start striking at Agnes as well. It's kind of moved behind you um, and is now moving its way down the corridor to its other threats that it can see. Uh, Agnes Crown Silver, you are now next to a statue that is also next to Azara. I should have done this first, as always, but Agnes heaves a sigh and lifts her hand and summons a baby phoenix of fire out of the air. And that's her whole turn. <laughs> that is an action now, I believe, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, but does, it does something when it appears, I think, the, the flame spirit. I thought so, but I'm sure it does. Tasha's has uh, has updated it. I'm sure I read this. Circle of wildfire. I... Circle of wildfire. Let's see here. Yeah, when it appears, uh, uh, each creature within ten feet of the spirit, other than you, so you could summon it so it doesn't hit Azari. You could try and put it to like the side or something like that. Must succeed on a dexterity saving throw um, against your spell save DC or take two d six fire damage. So it's oh. like an area kind of like around uh, the spirit. So, I thought so, but I couldn't find that. Maybe I still don't have it updated in my character. It might sheet. be you have to click on it and see the sidebar mm. to get the full details. I think on D and D Beyond, um, okay. it doesn't show it up in the the short version. You have to click on it and expand it. So I would like it to hit the rug, if possible. If you would like it to hit the rug, it will hit Azara. Okay. Could the I hit anything else? Like, could I hit the fire statue? You could hit the rug and the turret, or you could go for the statue. And if I do the rug in the turret, then I probably scorch Azara. No, if you go for the oh. the rug and the turret, you you won't hit Azara. Yeah, I'm really mad at the turret. So rug and turret is what I want. Okay, in that case, I will roll new saving throws. Uh, do do do. The turret fails because it can't really move either. Um, the rug also disadvantage. Is it ignited? Uh, the rug is already on fire. Actually, I forgot about that last time. So it is now for sure um as the rug kind of engulfs in flames it also fails so roll the 2d6 damage for me but i meant the um isn't the turret also made of wood 
So the turret is, but it doesn't magically set on fire. Okay. It, is, it seems to be magically resistant in some way. To It's like it's been enchanted. It's like it's sentient, uh, ah. which is impe- impeding the inflamining. Well, I rolled 11 damage. Okay. Uh, Marcel, uh, damage transfer. One is grappling a creature. The rug takes only half damage dealt to it, and you take the other half. So I would like you to take five fire damage for me, please. As the as the rug is burnt, uh, you suddenly feel your whole body like getting hot as flames lick up your hand is scorched by fire. Uh, Sorry, I'm I quickly telepathically talk to my sword. It's like, well, it was a good run. Don't speak this like this, the- brother. It's fine. We're going to be fine. We do. We need to. We need to let them know that they they shouldn't attack this though. Uh, it's hurting you. Nope. Nope, this is the dumb bullshit that ends us. A rug <laughs> no. on fire. No, no, we, we, can, we can best furniture. I'm sure we can. We can, we can best it. Mm. Uh, Agnes, uh, so you summon the fire spirit, dealt the damage, anything else? Movement or bonus action or anything like that? Mm, no, that's Tarkle. it. cool. Rug continues. Uh, it's it just continues. It's maintain maintaining its hold. Tarkle. Um, I peek my he- head out and uh, mm-hmm. did what is what is the crossbow? Does it look damaged? Does it what does it look like? I this is the first time it's really been hurt. So like this uh, fire that's kind of just engulfed it is the first time it's taken damage. Um, it looks pretty sturdy though. It's made. It has like metal parts. It does have wood components, but it's also yeah made from from thick metals and plates and things like that. Uh, it's difficult to tell how damaged it really is. All right, I'll I'll just uh, throw my kiss of silver at the statue again. Okay. Uh, I roll a ten plus seven on the first roll, and the second one is an eight plus seven, so fifteen. Uh, the first one was a seventeen. Yes. 10 plus yeah. 7, so that just barely hits. Okay. Uh, so it tries to deflect the blow. Um, can I use this parry? No, it's a melee attack. Uh, that roll was a seven, and then let me go to my uh, features and traits for the four d six to blow. Wow, that's a bad roll. Eleven, so eleven plus seven, eighteen total. Eighteen total. Bam. The okay. kiss once again kind of strikes into the side of the creature, like in its ribs, like where the ribs would be in the statue, and you begin to see more of these cracks forming. Um, heavily damaged now, um, but still, still capable, still capable of harm. Uh, uh, else? I hide. Rogues just constantly just like yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Eight plus ten, eighteen. Eighteen. Okay. Uh well all I know so, how to do, Mark, is hide and throw things. Uh I have some bad news for Agnes as the crossbow bolt once again shoots twice in and oh actually no, it is gonna try this harpoon. So you see that it loads a different type of bolt with a kind of long coiling metal chain attached to it. Uh 20 to hit, I'm afraid, Agnes. Yep, that'll hit. Uh oh. D10. This is for 12 points of damage. Uh, you are grappled as the harpoon kind of pierces through maybe parts of your clothing, but maybe also kind of like partially through uh, your body. Um, and as a bonus action, it pulls you 20 feet down the corridor towards it. So it kind of scrapes you along the corridor, um, pulling you past the rug and past the uh, statue, winding you towards the creature itself. Uncool. Marcel. I have to interject. That actually is pretty pretty cool. It's pretty Not cool. Lie. 
I guess it depends on your perspective, whether you Marcel, are punctured by the harpoon yeah. or watching yeah. someone be punctured by the harpoon. This is it. There. Time to show this rug who's boss. All right. I'm going to sword burst again. Okay. Just give me the straight up damage. Is that a statue still in range? Uh, yes. I uh, No, it moved. So it moved five feet uh, out of range. Okay. Closer down the corridor. The damage is seven. Just enough. Just enough. The last remnants of the rug collapse around Marcel as he emerges in a burst of spectral <laughs> swords, ribbons of, of rug falling around him. <laughs> uh, God damn it. All right. So that was a cantrip. So using war magic, I'm going to just lunge straight at the statueman. Yeah, yeah, you can get like right up next to it uh, yep. as it's moved further down. Stand mm -hmm. next to a very injured looking Azara as well. The two bloodied, injured frontliners that we have. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the sorcerer and Marcel. <laughs> time, time to do an attack. Give it to that me. That is a 20 something. That will hit. Okay, cool. Let's do. What are the two things? One of them is. 1d8 plus 4, one's 1d10 plus 4. So it's if you're wielding it two-handed. So you, the d10 is if you wield the weapon two-handed. But you have your shadow blade in the other hand, right? Oh, right, right, okay. So that'd be one-handed, yeah. Yep. All right, so that is seven damage. Oof. So it cuts through. How's it looking? Uh, still injured, yeah, still standing, but definitely you've cut, you know, you've helped add to the cracks along its body the stone doesn't look maybe as, as hard as like granite or anything like that yeah it looks like a kind of hardened clay almost cool i'm gonna action surge here we go here and i'm gonna take uh, an additional action yes so let's see and then we're just gonna we're gonna we're gonna shadow blade this thing mm-hmm and this is you make the shadow blade is you can just make like a melee attack with that shadow blade right so yeah. you can actually do it twice with action surge because you have extra attack cool i'm gonna do that twice big fan cool well the first one was a one <laughs> no oh oh nate oh bless you bless your little heart i love bless it. bless okay that one god bless is a 19 that will hit Yes. The dark blade strikes through the stone. Where's the damage on this thing? Actions. Uh, spell. spell, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there it is. All right. Sick. Clear. Get all those numbers off of my face. All right. Big money, big money, big money. Five. <laughs> the dark blade crackles through as you swipe at it twice it manages to just barely dodge one of your strikes but the second one again kind of adds to these lingering cracks still standing um but now at least being uh, assaulted on two different fronts uh, anything else marcel um is being really frustrated a free action it is all right i do that multiple times excellent azara <laughs> Uh, I too am very frustrated for a free action. Uh, sounding like a thwomp. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to cast Witch Bolt at the third level at this place. Is this, does this involve uh, an attack, a ranged spell attack? It does. 
Just remember, this thing is right up in your face. Oh, it is. Attacks, and you have disadvantage on range. I did not realize attacks. it was right up in my face. Yes, this, it's been striking at you, so it's been moving okay. up and sort of like jabbing, um, jabbing at you. Then I'm going to cast Mind Thrust at the third level. Oh. Um, which is uh, intelligence DC of 14. Do you know what? It's got an intelligence of... <laughs> 10 so it's fine it's not a 15 charisma again god don't do that to me <laughs> nine it fails Sweet. so whatever sentience is there is limited at best good um, so that's 3d6 of what is this damage psychic damage psychic damage okay all right let's let's get this going here that is a three that is a six and that is a three 12 12 points of of psychic you damage. see the statue kind of reach up to its head with its shielded hand almost for a moment um its face impassive uh, but then it still turns around you can see it's visibly shaken parts of it beginning to crumble and crack uh very much near it's it's the end of its uh, ability to fight uh anything else um just quickly checking on one thing that i didn't check on um no i think that's a whole action or is it a bonus action is the transformation a bonus action or an action i can't remember whatever can't remember. it is in the item eh, i i don't want to take up I mean, time i'm, I'm sure. over my turn okay yeah. uh the clay gladiator's turn it will make um who i think marcel poses the biggest threat so it will make two attacks at marcel but then it will try to shield bash i'm like Sorry. butchered and bloodied and was almost murdered by so am i <laughs> <laughs> you both we're are. both dying but you're both next to it uh, that's a 20 to hit you on the first attack marcel uh and then a 25 on the second attack to hit you marcel my favorite punching bag marcel <laughs> i feel like nate takes the brutal like end dude of most i've of never guns. had a character get bloodied every so single much. combat this time <laughs> twice seven seven points of piercing damage from the first one and that's nine points of damage from the second one so 16 total from the two attacks well, Marcel is downsy wounsies. Oh no! Uh, and then Azara, that is a fifteen to hit that Azara hits. with the shield bash. So this yeah. one. Before I go all the way down, Marcel's just like, I'm. I'm really gr glad my comrades saved me from that rug. They just have so much faith in you. That was maybe misplaced, I guess. 11 points of bludgeoning damage. And can you make a strength saving throw, Azar, right. if you are still conscious? I barely. 11? Uh, 11. You are knocked prone. So it just okay. kind of poof, knocks you to the ground cool. um, uh, as it does so. Uh, Agnes. Mark, tell me about this turret. You said it came down out of a trap door. Yes, in the roof, in the ceiling. Is it attached to the roof or the ceiling? Um, yeah, it looks to be. So it has like this metal, almost like a giant cog, like a like a pivot and a pulley and sort of things that it can move and, and angle itself around on. But it's definitely clearly moving by itself. It's animated in the same way that the statue and the rug were by magic. But I imagine it's like bolted to the wood. Yes, it is. Yeah, bolted to the this this the the whatever gear it's kind of suspended on is bolted to the ceiling and this inside the trapdoor. Yes. And you already said the ceiling was made of wood, which is a flammable material. It will certainly it will set the house on fire, but yes, it would it would burn. I really like setting things on fire, guys. I've gathered that, by the way, Anna. <laughs> uh, I'm going to cast 
scorching ray at the wood at the base of the turret. Okay, so um, part where it actually connects to the the ceiling itself. Yes. Um, okay. And or sorry, not scorching ray. Yes, scorching ray. No, which is the one? That, not scorching ray. Which is the one that makes it firebolt? That's the one that automatically ignites a flammable Flammables. object. Sure. If it's hit by um, that spell. Make make the attack roll for me, um, just because like wood has a natural hardness, which does give it an AC and stuff. Um, so make an attack roll for me, and then it's not very hard. It's not very hard to hit at all. But just 19. in case you roll nice, yeah, easy. Roll the damage for me, um, and then let's see, thick wooden floorboards, reinforced base. Okay. Uh, hold on. Three plus. 10, 13 fire damage. 13. So the firebolt cracks some of the floorboards around where the uh, the clamp of this cog is kind of connected. Um, and you can see the, the, the floorboards smoke and smolder and turn black as the firebolt impacts. Um, you can see it kind of pitches and cracks, but it hasn't quite completely collapsed. It seems like it's just barely got enough strength to kind of stay together. Um, I would say that damaged. that at least puts the turret at disadvantage, though, because it's like angle is off. Maybe, sure. We'll find I'm out. Just saying, on its turn. probably. Um, but you know whose turn it is? My fire spirit. Heck it yeah! It goes after you. Mm -hmm. Um. So my fire spirit is going to, if I can, get D and D. Why won't it close this thing so that I can read my stuff? There we go. Um. Azara, you have been in danger and wanting to leave the spot you're in, right? Like you're clearly trying to get away, but you can't because of attacks of opportunity. Correct. Okay. So my fire spirit is going to fly over and like circle around Azara and create mm -hmm. this fiery blanket for her and yep. then fiery teleport her to um, like... 30 feet away to safety like back where we from whence we came yeah you could even um you could technically uh, you could teleport her yeah down the stairs where the others are waiting and things like that um uh i don't want to put her like if she wants to be nearby and still mm -hmm. like shoot things yeah you fine. won't be able to get a fully 30 feet away then you can probably get like 15 feet away from the from yeah. the statue and then she'd be out of combat at least yeah that's what i want where i want to put sure. her okay um Oof. and then also the any creature within 10 feet of that has to succeed on a dexterity saving throw of dc 15. uh 10 feet with of azara yeah of where the fire spirit just left so as uh, i will make a point marcel would technically be in that because it was like azara enemy marcel so the three of them were like in a line so he would be within 10 feet leave me it's fine can I can I not do the fire damage? Is that possible? Um, I'll say yes. Let's say yes for now that you could just teleport her away and not do the damage. You can just be like, no, and engulf and snuff it out. Because I feel like um, it's just like the manner in which the fire spirit takes it, whether sure. it's like boom yeah. or whether it's like... I, I'm, I'm more than happy for you to like, if you're going to say like, yeah, yeah, don't worry about the damage, that's fine. Yeah. Cool. 
Cool. Yeah. So with that, woof, the flames kind of engulf Azara and then she magically appears. Woof. I'm still prone technically, but she appears uh, about 15 feet away, just at the very top of the stairs where you first came up onto this landing. Um, and you can hear the crackle of the flames above as whatever floor uh, where this turret is, is beginning to smoke and smolder. Um, anything else, Agnes? That's it. Tarkle. Um, uh, before my turn starts, flame. I really mm -hmm. love the image of Marcel laying on the floor and like just his, his you know knocked out body and then Azara gets swooped away from safety and it's just this knight <laughs> and oh. lying on the ground Marcel give me quite giggles um so I'm gonna peek my head Atarko's gonna peek his head out the door and see that Marcel's down mm -hmm. uh and Willow uh, uh if, if, if anyone down there can heal Marcel's down we need help up here all right uh you hear like a thing is just like uh yeah, and I think like you you kind of hear like a grunt of just like, so are we coming up now? Like from Alyssa, because she wasn't sure like whether you wanted her to come up or like stay down there. But yeah, you begin to hear those two making their way up. Uh, and yeah, they'll probably go at the end of the round. So I'll have them, them act now that you've given them orders. They were like basically holding an action. Agnes will yell like, for the record, when it sounds like we're dying, you're welcome to join us anytime. <laughs> anytime <laughs> is fine. Sure. Uh, um, Azara will try and yell, but just cough up blood. <laughs> Marcel uh, will Tom, continue still take to be unconscious. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Marcel. Um, yeah, then I'm also just going to toss my kiss of silver again at this clay. Uh, yeah, yeah, with the advantage. Uh, that's a two, so we're going to pretend that one didn't happen. And that one is an 11 plus, was it plus seven? Uh, yes, plus seven, so 18. That just, yeah, just hits. Cool. Uh, I'm gonna roll my dice physically because D&D Beyond has been making me a sad panda. Mm-hmm. So six and then four D6. So six, 11, 13, 18, and 22. 22 total damage. Yes, because you would still have it from the thing. So with that, as the Kiss of Silver smashes into the thing from an unseen kind of shadowy doorway, just this flash of silver appears um, and just strikes the creature in the neck. You, it just crumbles into pieces, just fragments of it bursting apart <sighs> as it crumbles apart um, into the ground. Uh, anything else, Tarkle? Uh, I actually don't think I'll hide. Do I have enough movement to get in front of Marcel's body? uh yes you can easily yeah yeah easily okay yeah, so i just want to like since the crossbow is the last thing standing i just want to like position myself between marcel and the crossbow sure perfect um speaking of the crossbow let's see if it gets its explosive bolt back it does not so let's see it currently has so as a point agnes is also you're kind of almost being pulled up but like just so you're like on your tiptoes by this kind of embedded harpoon and chain connected to the which the, is pretty the... badass by the way that i was just like screw this harpoon i'm gonna shoot fire around just want to point that pretty, out pretty badass um da, 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 da. Uh, yeah it can't really lift you up anymore um so it will basically make a shot at Tarkle. Um, actually, it'd probably shoot twice at Tarkle because you're the easiest shot to make because for Agnes, it would have to point directly down, whereas Tarkle is right in the middle of the room. So it's just going to shoot Tarkle twice. Okay. But, you know, it's hanging from cinders. So I, I rolled with disadvantage. Just mentioning. Disadvantage. First attack, natural one. W. Second attack, the highest is a 14. Uh, my AC is 15. 15. Sight crossbow. You, 
just managed to dodge as this blast and you can see it's kind of tipping and tilting and the flame is kind of uh, surrounding it as it does so. Um, I'm hovering over Marcel's body like a, a mother bear. Well, it is Marcel's turn and I would like to see a death saving throw rolled, please. You Make got sure. it. And I will not be rolling on D&D Beyond sign up <laughs> today. Nine. That is a failure, Marcel. One death saving is throw it? marked, please. It is. That's for the audience, Nate, not for you. <laughs> Just as a gentle reminder for them, it's a failure. I know you know. Um, uh, Azara. Um, quick question. Even mm-hmm. if I don't have the spell for it, is it possible to do a medicine check to stabilize? Yes, Marcel? yeah, you can medicine. Yeah, you can stabilize yeah. somebody. Yeah, with just a medicine check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, um. Oh shoot! I'm teleported. Uh, you're only Here's- like 15 feet away. I'm only 15 so- feet. Okay. Um, yeah. So you could stand up and um, half your movement to stand up, and then 15 feet to get to Marcel. Yes. Perfect. Um. Then I'm medicine going check. to. Then I'm going to limp my way over, and as I'm limping, I'm like to charcoal like. <laughs> protect us and i'm going to try and medicine check sure. marcel sure dc 10 17 nice <laughs> so you stabilize marcel and managed to kind of stop the bleeding and kind of bandage some of the worst of the burns and things like that as he does so um, um, at the end of round oh do i get on. a bonus action you do get bonus action yes okay as a bonus action just in cases i'm going to cast dragon's breath on myself just so okay. i have that ready Perfect. to go Yep, you summon the dragon's breath. You kind of feel the power kind of swelling in your lungs and chest um, as this arcane energy that comes from your blood flows up. At the end of the round, uh, roll, let's say, a d6 for me, please, Anna. This will be the kind of fire damage that the ceiling is taking. Four. Four. You hear the wood crack and splinter. Can Agnes make a dexterity saving throw for me, please? As the turret drops from the ceiling and threatens to land on top of you. 13. 13. Uh, We'll say half damage um, as this thing just kind of like slams into the ground. Uh, So that's going to be three damage. That's already halved. um, As you just manage to kind of throw yourself to the side as the turret collapses from the roof, comes slamming down as like almost directly on top of Agnes. You mentioned kind of throw yourself to the side and it's now kind of on its side, awkwardly pointing still down the hallway, but it's now on its side. You know, it's having trouble reloading, but still seems uh, active, um, even disconnected from the ceiling. The flames above are beginning to grow worse as well as the whole kind of top floor um, uh, begins to burn. Um, You hear the kind of stomping of boots um, as Elissa, who is protecting Shadow Shadow Briar and Sara Lee, who are downstairs, she kind of has them behind her like, you know, sword out, ready to protect them, um, makes her way down the corridor. She will basically spend her turn to dash and is lifting the sword above the crossbow to ready to strike, but that's her action to dash. I also want to yell at the rest of our company and mm-hmm. be like, we need a fire brigade! Get buckets of water! Blankets! <laughs> I honestly think that Elissa at this point is just like, Baroness, you are the fire brigade! <laughs> Can you not... Do something with this. Uh, no, that's why I'm calling it. for help. I need water. <laughs> I can only uh, set things on fire, not stop it. <laughs> oh my god. 
um Sarah Lee uh isn't really a mage but she kind of cowers behind Azara kind of like oh M- Magister, your engines kind of like kind of like attending to you but she can't really do anything so she's just sort of <laughs> panicking um, poor girl <laughs> but Will- Willow Song will come will basically kind of is just like oh, he seems to be alive but I'll-, I'll see what I can do and she will uh place her hands on uh Marcel and do 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 uh that is a uh, 14 hit points back Marcel Ooh. that's um, more than double what I have <laughs> Azara make an arcana check for me okay dirty 20 hmm. do you need to DM me something yeah alright oh yeah. All right. Yeah, I'll do it on Discord. All right. It's just easier than the uh, than the other one. While this uh, secret DM is happening from the DM, I would like to take a note to let the chat know that no, Evening Star does not endorse breaking and entering nor arson. So, <laughs> I mean, speak for yourself. Shady Penguin does not endorse breaking <laughs> and entering, nor Same. setting houses on fire. Same. Which I guess the crown silvers are just a couple of criminals at this point. We're just doing what we gotta do. Are we now all the mafia? I mean, for royalty. That's, but... that's the thing. Agnes was like, "Kill the threat," and then she realized, like, I just destroyed private property. <laughs> uh... Not just private property, nobles' private property as well. Uh, that makes Davian... it better. As an enemy, made, well, we've made the dust fragments, not for the law. Uh. Marcel, like, <laughs> comes back to consciousness and sees that this place has been set on fire. And just like, well, I, I guess investigation's off the table then. Well, uh, things are still happening. So as Marcel comes to life, uh, this crossbow, this turret is still active and it's still in a position where, unless dealt with, it's still probably going to be able to attack. Um, so Agnes Crownsilver... Um, and you are still connected to it by a chain. And this thing looks heavy. Uh, whilst you're attached by the harpoon, moving away is going to be difficult. Did, did the, other than, not Alyssa, but we had this company of guards. I told them to go get water. Did they, did they comply? You, you definitely hear like some kind of shouting from below. Yes. Okay. That's good. So I can focus on this threat. Um, I'm just really pissed off at this point. So you see Agnes's like her teeth grow into fangs and her nails sharpen and she's just like Row! and she primal savageries the the turret on the ground. The turret, yeah. Sure, give yourself advantage on the attack. Um as it is basically it can't be knocked prone, but it kind of is prone. It's kind of on its side, like Argh! you can hear like Ooh. the cog spinning and uh wheels with advantage going. it's twenty-five. That is a hit. And it will do 11 acid damage. Oh, wait, no, more. No, yeah, that's it. Never mind. 11 points. So you begin tearing at the thing, melting the the kind of claws and fangs kind of secrete acid as you strike and small sparks of flame. Um, The the melt, uh, the metal plates begin to melt. The wooden structure begins to burn, but it's still still active, still still just barely managing to uh, stay functional. Um, Anything else, Agnes? Oh, fire spirit. Um, It will 
Maybe we'll just flame seed the turret. Sure. I was trying to see if like my fire spirit could put out a fire somehow, but I don't think that I can think of a way. Um, it rolls a 14 to hit. Uh, that is not enough. The Does it have advantage crack. though? Because it's not. It moving. would have advantage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say it has Let's advantage. Try one more time. Sure. That's a 15 to hit. Uh, still not enough. The actual structure Ooh. of this thing is very solid, like made of thick wood and metal, um, like it's protected by a kind of armor. Uh, Tarkle. Uh, I am just going to throw my dagger at the crossbow. Sure. I rolled a 15 plus uh, 7, 22. That will hit. <laughs> cool. So Agnes is within five feet, right? So I do get the 46. You do? Cool. Uh, first, that's six damage. Then 11, 18, 22, and then a one. So 23. 23 points. The magical dagger flies through the air, kind of severing several kind of like big parts of the crossbow, leaving this big deep gouge through the wood. Um, it kind of sputters and 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 uh, kind of flusters for a moment, uh, struggling to right itself. Still active, but heavily, heavily injured uh, as it is. Uh, then I just want to spend my movement, um, like getting close to where the fire is on the ceiling. Sure. Okay. Yeah. You can basically move. Well, the fire is directly above where Agnes and the turret are. So it's at the far end of this corridor with the second step stairs leading up. Okay. So just however close I can get thing. I don't know how long the corridor is. I have 30 feet. Can I, is it that long? Uh, yeah, you can get all the way down. Yeah. 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 Okay. Easy. So I, is, is taking off my cape a free action? I would say yes, it is a free action. Yes. Okay, I'm gonna take off my cape. Can I use a bonus action to like try to s smother the flames with my cape? Sure. Give me a make a just d20 plus dex. Just give okay. me a d20 plus dex. My dex is my best stat. He says as he rolls at 18, 22. Ooh. Okay. So we'll say that um the the fire had progressed from like let's call it like a level one flame to a level two flame because it had had some time to to grow. With Tarkle's efforts, you kind of get it to reduce down. It's now like back to a level one flame. So if somebody else can take some efforts to kind of put it out, that would probably extinguish the the amount that you have so far. Methinks Tarkal has had to do this before. <laughs> <laughs> Just shaking uh, my head as I do it. Well, as yeah. as you are doing this, the crossbow was with its last kind of dregs of life. It doesn't recharge its fiery bolt. Um, so it will make with disadvantage uh, attacks at the two people uh, nearest to it, which is uh, Agnes and Tarkle. So one against Tarkle. Uh, with disadvantage, that is only a 12 to hit. No go. Agnes. Uh, with disadvantage, that is still going to be a 23 to hit to you, Agnes. Owie. Owie. Or uh, 14 points of piercing damage. Is it kind of its cog spins turns it up on its side and this bolt just kind of manages to glance you just scraping along your arm as it does so even as um, it's still connected to me yeah yeah it's because it has like it like almost like secondary bolts that it can load yeah. so the the harpoon is attached to one side and then it can load regular ones um, it's just holding yeah, so it's me on a string and shooting at me <laughs> basically yeah it's what it is it's got you like doing it's just um marcel So it's just this turret left at this point. And the raging, well, not raging, but the fire uh, on the ceiling above, yes. Well, there's not much I can do about a fire, but <laughs> there's plenty I can do at a turret. 
There um, is. So, if I may ask, Dungeon Master Mark Sherlock Humes, I love it. The power. What? How? How dexterous does this turret look? Right now, not very. Um, okay, it has like good accuracy, but I'd say right now it is very yeah. It will have disadvantage on like any deck saves or anything like that that it makes. Cool. I was gonna say it seems not likely it would do a backflip out of the way of anything. No. So I'm gonna burning hands, and that's a dex fifteen save. Tarkle and Agnes are next to it, but I would say that you could probably angle the burning flat oh, burning it's hands. A cone. It is a cone. Can I you like can get up burning to frames? It? Yeah, I'll angle it so it doesn't. The the wooden wall and the windows and the curtains behind it probably will go up in flames, but you can definitely hit the the thing. Well, no one's explained to the minister what the actual plan is, so I'm assuming we have it's great reason to burn the place down. <laughs> sure, uh, that's a failure. So give me that give me that sweet sweet burning hands damage. All right, we have math 13 exactly how many hit points it had left so you Finally. watch as this cone of flame erupts from marcel's hands engulfing the the turret but it also kind of curls upwards in the corner of the corridor the curtains near the window kind of go up and then the flame that tarkal had just managed to start getting to die down just woof, erupts in more fire are we um, out of initiative right now well i mean we're out of initiative but let's kind of keep a play-by-play -play action okay. as the the house is on fire at this point uh technically actually somebody gets a go before you azara um i need to look at your character sheet for reasons uh call me azara mithras let's have a look here That's do you disturbing. Well, do you mind me rolling something on your behalf, Azara? Because I would like you to not necessarily have the knowledge on if you succeed or fail. Okay. Is that all right? Yeah. This is going to be... I'm going to message you something. Oh, for fricks. So many secrets. You just want to know the secrets. I hear the typing and I see the Sherlock Humes is typing and I'm very nervous. For what it's worth, I have Actually, an idea to put out some fire, so. Poggers, dude. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. There's no way that they would have known that you recognized stuff. So I'm going to retract that. I'm going to retract that. They wouldn't know. Um, I know exactly. I know exactly the vein of what was about to happen. <laughs> I'm so aware. Oh my God. Okay. What would you like to do, Mika? I would like to, uh, keeping my mind very clear, I'm just putting that out there, uh, mm -hmm. since Dragon's Breath is already initiated on me, I want to kind of limp my way down the hallway with my whole ass six hit points and uh, blow ice on the fire, just like continuous ice. 
with that, I'd say that the ice is definitely enough the, to kind of ca counteract the effects of the burning hands and the lingering flame that was there. The kind of ice kind of... You hear the wood warp and crack as the, the heat deferential kind mm -hmm. of causes it to snap and break, mm -hmm. but the ice manages to suck out any of the kind of remaining temperature um, and at least dull the flames, especially with Tarkal kind of with the cape and everybody else making the efforts to do it. Um, and yeah, you manage to uh, cause it to, to stop the flames end. Okay. Um, you do hear uh, the kind of cries for, for water buckets and things now Now that the adrenaline begins to wear down um, from outside, um, but then people begin looking up, uh, the smoke beginning to die down after a few moments. Um, having noticed these things as we walked in, do I now notice, like, was the trap door specifically just housing the turret or was it guarding like an entrance to something? It was just housing this turret. It looks okay. like it was built to hold this device, this creature or device or whatever it is, this construct. Um, and then once the other two, once the rug and the statue became active, it then seemed to drop down. Can I discern where this hallway leads and why it may be so protected? Uh, this hallway is how you reach the second step of stairs leading up. And you can see that the stairway leading up just ends in a single door. There's not like another landing or anything. And that's there. where we've heard his study is. That's where, yes, you were told his study was. Well, we should probably spend some time recuperating before we head up there, just in case, I suppose. Is stuff still on fire? No, it's out uh, now. Azara's oh. ice breath has pretty much put it out. Yeah, like okay, the, cool. the cold, never mind. cold breath has managed to render nice. it. You don't know what kind of damage it might have done. If there is a room up there, it might have like the smoke or flames might have dealt some damage to whatever was up there. But yeah, there's no way to know for that for sure. Um, all right, cool. Um, I'm going to suggest that we all take a moment and short rest. What is the shortest a short rest can be? One hour. Oh, I don't know if Tark Tarkle's going to do that. We're going to, because well, no, we're like, we're... To, if Tarkle feels like he doesn't need it, he could just carry on. Like, if Agnes, Marcel, and Azar are injured, he could investigate. Only well, just because we, like, we, 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 we broke into this house. So you're right. You're right. You're right. I'll just, uh, I'll just do some cure wounds. How are, how are y'all looking? Kind of the Don't same. I always look after combat. <laughs> Markle doesn't have a single scratch on him, just so everyone is aware. So what? he's, yeah, he's he's completely he unnicked. Limp he, he arm covered in blood, you know, normal. Yeah, yeah. I have, I have normal six, for myself. I have six six hit points. Six hit points. All right, I'll cast one cure wounds on Azara, and that is um one d eight plus four. Hold on, you get. 11 and i will cast one cure wounds on marcel and you get nine and i'm gonna cast one on myself and i get 12. marvelous hit points for everybody All right, lead on, Marcel. Or I mean, not Marcel. No. <laughs> no, I'll I'll take the lead. Uh, you guys definitely caught the brunt of that last encounter. Um, Will Willow Song, do you have any sort of healing capabilities? Uh, not much. Whatever I ha I I used the only spell I know and and had on on Marcel here to 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 help him. That was I, I'm not much of a healer, I'm afraid. 
I motion for Alessa to also go up front with Darkle. Help. She just nods and is just like, I need to reconsider ah, staying behind. Marcel is now hyper paranoid and pointing his sword at literally everything. Like yeah. every rug, every painting. <laughs> you don't see like, any more rugs. There's no paintings. Okay, whatever. Whatever, whatever you see. Whatever exists. Doors. I, 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 Where just, you are now, there are two doors. All right, these doors. Sword up to the doors. I'm going to detect magic. Okay. Uh, you detect magic. You look around. Um, you can see, uh, you know, your companions all have magic auras of those who can cast spells or have magic items and things like that. Uh, Willow Song has some minor kind of magical auras just from her natural magic. Sara Lee, too. The doors don't have any magic on them. You can open the doors and look in the rooms. Yeah, if, I don't if do a, it. If Alyssa and I are up front, like I, I, I imagine Marcel's sword is like between us poking this door. <laughs> so if you go up the stairs um, and, you know, Alyssa and Tarkal at the front and then Marcel behind. Marcel, the door, you see magic glyphs inscribed onto the door, like a circular pattern of glyphs um, inscribed onto the door. Invisible uh. to the human eye, but magical. Uh. Abjuration. Marcel? I convey this. Oh, um, Zara, is there anything you can do about these gl- this, this magic? I that... suggest we head to the Citadel, bring a war wizard with us that can dispel magic and dispel whatever these glyphs are because that is out of my capability and I am That That is one thing I can do. I can negate some magic. I, I can only do it once, and, and if the spell is more powerful than I am, then it won't work, but I could try. We should, oh, we should leave please this do. to the war wizard, How about it? I think. She kind of looks at Tarkle and, and uh, Marcel, who are encouraging otherwise, and then she it's will not cast the, the spell. The, oh, okay. Unless you uh, wanted to the, come back and do all of this again. The glyph vanishes. Uh, she, she gestures, she waves her hands and speaks a few words, um, and then uh, the glyphs vanish from your sight, Marcel. See, we, we believed in you. Oh, Marcel, you. they're gone. They're good? Yes. As yeah. I was going to say, it wasn't because I didn't believe in her, but it was because if it was a higher magic, I wouldn't want it blown back on her. But thank you, Marcel. I want to kick the door in, thinking it might hurt it. <laughs> <laughs> you kick the door. And uh, as you kind of stomp up, Alyssa is almost like, Minister, what? And like kind of tries to stop you as you run out. The door <laughs> pitches forward, kicked off of its uh, hinges by, by your forceful boot. Um, and you look into, yeah, a study. Um, you can see that it has been left in a kind of ransacked state in a hurry. Um, you can see that there is a large writing desk set against a bay window. Uh, there are various bookshelves. Um, there is a painting of a stag in the Kingswood that hangs on the opposite side of the window. Um, those are the main pieces of furniture. Uh, most of the bookshelves have been taken, but there are a few tomes still left. Um, and it looks like that there was like some parchment on the desk, but only blank sheaths remain. Everything um, in here is a threat. <laughs> uh, may I use my, my brand perception? to see if I can find anything that indicates where he has gone or why 
you left in such a hurry well perception yeah perception would give you like any kind of visual clues like if you wanted mm -hmm. to like investigate that's obviously more of an investigation thing like checking the books or like the papers and stuff like that but generally in perception the, the main thing you notice Agnes is the painting of the L of the stag um you can tell that there's a hinge to it uh it is clearly is meant to like hide something behind it um cool. that much is obvious you also do spot um it looks like it maybe fell down the back of the desk um uh in a very like somebody was packing something up from the desk in a hurry and a book dropped behind it um but you find a book uh with the title of um planar summoning uh, the Feywild, the, the Fey Courts, uh, the un, uh, sorry, uh, Planar Summoning, the Seely and Unseely Court of the Fey um, is a book there. I'll pick that up and like not make a big deal out of it, but pass it to Azara mm -hmm. and kind of give her a look that's like, this matches what we found, you know? Um, and then I'm going to stride over and just nonchalantly look behind that painting. Mm. So when you uh, look behind the painting, uh, you can see that there is a safe there is like an embedded into the wall safe. Uh, Tarkov. Hmm. Come here. Okay. I, I just over. kind of like point at the safe and I'm like, what do you suppose is in there? Something important. And uh, I'll roguishly put my ear to it and try, is it like, a, is it a, is it a number lock safe? Uh, yes. It's, well, it's kind of like a mixture of things. It, it's almost like a, it's not as complicated as like a dial lock. It's like a number combination, but you could try some basic techniques, things that you've learned. Um, the combination isn't the only way to open the safe. You can actually get like thin wire tools and you can try and hook them around and try and unlock them from the inside and things like that. It's difficult, but you could try it. Um, I will try it the exact sure. way you described. Sure. This would be once again, D20 plus Dex plus... Plus proficiency modifier, yes. If you have expertise in it, it would also double your proficiency, but I don't know what you have expertise in. Uh, I, how would I know what I have expertise in? Let me have a look, <laughs> and then I'll <laughs> tell you, because I can't remember how it appears on the character sheet. Uh, I have it in investigation. I have oh, no, it's proficiency, never mind. So oh, I have expertise in investigation. It, it, uh, I think it's your stealth and your, uh, your persuasion, because they're unnaturally high. Uh, oh, okay look expertise. under uh, investigation perception oh weird um i guess you just have very high uh persuasion and stealth um so yeah so yeah it, it's just d20 plus dex plus proficiency modifier for thieves tools gotcha so then i rolled a 14 plus 7 so 21 even 21 you still manage to like it takes you a bit of time it takes you maybe enough time for the soldiers to kind of come in and be like but baroness is there still a fire um kind of calling up and things like that um long enough for Agnes, Marcel, Azara to do anything that they want to do. But yeah, eventually you will crack the code uh, after a few minutes. Cool. I will, I'll look at uh, Agnes and be like, it's open. And I'll swing it open. Well, so strange that someone just left this safe open so we could see what was inside. Yeah, <laughs> it is quite strange. Uh, inside, you find stacks of letters. Um, are they like open? Like, could we open them without... Mm -hmm. cool yeah i'm just gonna They're like them. red letters uh okay well if you start flicking through them um i'm not gonna read them out individually but the letters in summary uh the letters have all been sent uh to davian cormoril um seemingly from his father and grandfather 
they speak of they speak in vague terms it's all kind of muddled in with kind of like day-to-day business but scanning through them there's a common thread of they speak of their betrayal by the nobility of Cormir uh that the Cormoril name has been um disparaged and it's unfair uh that they must not forget the pain and insult done to them. Um, they specifically call out the Marlier and Crown Silver families as being responsible for their original exile from Cormir. Um, one letter is uh, from Davian, but it seems like it was never sent. Um, and it is penned to Raedra Oberskir, the queen of Cormir. Um, it outlines his fury at Evening Star being given to two children one a half elf from some peasant and the other a naive brat who has never known true hardship um it talks about his outrage and the letter ends with you and celeste will regret this Raedra. cormoril will not be insulted again wow share this out loud or are you just reading it to yourself i read it and then i get super pissed off and i Hmm. Agnes was trying to kind of keep this discreet. So she's just going to put that in her cloak to share later. Okay. So you kind of Um, secrete it away. Yeah. But then she's going to try to like leave everything the way it was, close the save back up, except for that letter that she has. Um, Mm -hmm. Are you just taking the one from Davian to the Queen or are you going to take all of them? Who all's in this room? Uh, your whole party plus uh, Willow Song, Sara Lee, and Alyssa. If I'm if I'm right there and I open the safe and I and I see all the letters, I would mm-hmm. just I think Tarko would ask like, is there anything noteworthy? I mean, they're in a safe; they have and to yeah, be. Yeah, like and Azara, you you see Agnes yeah. reading the letters and stuff as well. If if they're just sitting there, I think Azara would have picked up one letter, seeing as if she saw the book that Agnes would given her. Yeah, like um, just to make this easier, let's say yeah. I took all the letters out, I put them on the desk, and everyone yeah. kind of like yeah, picked them up. Because there's a lot them. of them, right? Yeah, it's going to take some time to read through um, them. Yeah. Then at that, Azara would be like, "This is enough evidence uh, in my mind to free Dusk from his cell. We should bring this to the Septum at once. Septum. The Septum. That's Game, that's Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just um had one thought. Uh. Were we actually legally authorized to obtain this information? I I can't see the Duchess getting angry with us for for investigating. I mean, I I I just can't see it, especially now that we have this damning evidence against Davian. I have to agree uh, with uh, Baron Crown Silver. We were told to investigate. We found damning evidence against Davian, and. Only we were hurt, and thankfully, I put out the flames. Elissa will kind of let out a long breath and be like, I feel that our initial entering of this building was unlawful, but I do believe that if we have uncovered a conspiracy against the Crown, that takes a far greater precedence than this misdemeanor of entering this place. If Cormoril is truly conspiring against Queen Rager and the other nobles, this takes a precedence. This must be reported to the Purple Dragonites. This this is this must be reported. Well, good thing we found something because if we hadn't, I think we would be in great trouble. Oh, if we hadn't, we'd be running for our lives, right? <laughs> and you think that these these letters will be enough for your friend? They will oh. certainly at least cast doubt. And reasonable doubt is all we need. That's good. I- I'm glad. 
I was worried uh, with everything that Davian was saying. I'm, I'm glad that there was something here, even those awful traps, those things that in the corridor that, that attacked you. I'd never seen anything like that before. The statue, I, I always thought it was quite pretty. Yes, that certainly must be some sort of legal infraction too. So maybe a Alyssa tip is like, Yes, having dangerous weapons and tools of that nature, that is not permitted. Guards, perhaps a few locks, small traps to deter thieves, but these were extremely dangerous. Well... We should take this evidence back. I look I to Azara for confirmation. I agree. Um, I think that would be best. And possibly while they are working out legality between Dusk's accusations and what we found today, we can take a small rest seeing as most of us are worse for the wear here. Seems I nod. Good. And with that, let's end today's episode. Yay! Huzzah! Huzzah! That was fun. We advanced like portal. 60 feet the whole episode. I know. It, it felt really full. Oh my God. That was so stressful. That was, uh, yeah, it was, I, I, when I put that rug of smothering in and as soon as Nate said, well, I just marched down the corridor. I was like, oh no. Oh, oh no. no. Nate. Poor, oh, no. Nate. This, Poor boy. Is, this is where I stay for the whole session. <laughs> <laughs> Don't lie. You weren't like, oh no. You were like, oh yes. <laughs> Mark, burst. I want to let you know, I had a hit point at a certain point. Uno had a solitary one. One one day I might actually do damage to Tarkle. One day. One day. Listen, <laughs> yeah, Tarkle it'll happen, return. I'm sure. And it'll be like two, but it'll happen. Yeah, it you will happen when you've got rogue. invasion and uncanny dodge where you're just like, yeah, I'm just going to take half of that. You know what? I'm a rogue. I love it. Um, amazing. Shall we do some shout outs and then wrap up? Let's do it. Cool. Who wants to go first? You should. Uh-huh. I, I also, have... are we close to leveling up yet? Uh, I think, in fact, actually, let's level up because you guys are going to pretty much, at the end of this, you guys are going to go to the Scepter and hand in this evidence, right? And my the thing that I set in my head was once you prove Dusk's innocence, you get the level up. So you've got evidence, you're going to present this, and then we'll assume that, yeah, we'll hope that Dusk is set free. Uh, so, so next yeah, episode, say... we should come level nine? You should come level nine, yes. Hoggers! Quick question i don't want to like spoil anything but should we come level nine with some of the things that we've spoken about previously yes. like okay cool. yes uh i have to do a i have to make something for shady so i'm excited uh, i'm excited cool. so yeah it will be very uh it will be very rough and might need some tweaking as we play shady so i'm sure it'll, it'll, it'll be, be fun it'll be test. super um but yeah we're gonna do that so yeah come level up uh level up uh in between sessions and then we'll start next session going over what you guys um like little bits and bobs anything that you've added and we can start talking about that stuff um are you guys gonna take a long rest do you think or a short rest <laughs> i mean I before we give them the evidence yeah oh probably no rest yeah i think we yeah, give it just to go them straight there then, okay yeah that's yeah. good it's just i want to plan for something especially for uh mika's uh thing that she's doing so i just want to uh prepare myself for some stuff on that um, um sweet i can I have a quick like chat with you about that after sure. this cool sure Dope. um cool all right well uh it, let's do shout outs then uh i guess i will go you start I guess I will go first. Hi, I'm the DM. I'm Mark Humes. Uh, you may also know me as Sherlock Humes. I do another D&D show called High Rollers D&D. It's every Sunday at 5 p.m. UK time. I think it's like 9 a.m. Pacific. Um, so if you want a nice Sunday morning D&D, 
come and tune in. Watch us play through our main campaign, Erois. I also have a brand new YouTube channel, which is just Sherlock Humes. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram, all under Sherlock Humes as well. Uh, and that's it. That's that's where you can find me. Uh, I tag da -da 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 -da, Jonathan Shady Penguin. Uh, hi, guys. My name is Jonathan, a.k.a. Shady Penguin. Uh, I have a YouTube channel called Shady Penguin Collects, where I'm opening up cards, and it's a ton of fun. I opened up magic cards, which, fun fact, were made by Wizards of the Coast, Poggers. Uh, so... Totally go check that out. And that's pretty much going to be my shout out. I'm going to go and tag Anna because she's underneath me. Anna is desperately trying to find out if the thing that she wants to announce has been announced. So I guess it's not, <laughs> but I'll Aww. give you a hint. Next week. Evelyn is making an appearance this holiday season. So watch for that on social media. Those of you who liked Dice Camera Action or Acquisitions Incorporated or the C Team, all of the shows where Evelyn has appeared. Um, but if you're looking to watch any other role play, I play Star Wars role play on Mondays on my channel, Anna Prosser. Um, Tuesdays, I'm here. And on Fridays, we started a new talk show called, um, called Extra Brains, which is a brainstorming Extra talk brain. show that I do with my co-host DJ Wheat that I worked with for many years at Twitch. And the goal is to um, provide our brain power for you if you want to submit questions or ideas of things to talk about. But we're doing a special holiday episode. Our episode will be on National Native um, Native American Heritage Day. And so we're going to have our friend Cody Connors on to talk about um, being Native American in the U.S. and how to engage with Indigenous communities. Super nice. excited to learn from him. He's amazing. Um, and then uh, if you missed Pawns and Patrons, we had one just this last Saturday. It's a drop-in friendly show that I do with some of the folks that we, I played with way back in Misclicks days. So that's a really fun one to drop in on. And all of the VODs are also on my Twitch channel. And I tag Mika. Hello, I'm Mika Burton. You can find me at Mika Burton. Um, uh, go watch Critter Hug on the Critical Role channel. I co-host that. You can go find really cool people in the D&D tabletop community doing some really awesome rad stuff and uh, Matt and I make asses of ourselves which is always entertaining um also keep an eye on the same channel this coming December if you like really scary terrifying rambling uh stories being passed back and forth uh with some special guests for the next two episodes uh hint nice. hint wink wink nudge nudge uh I've tagged Nate hi um uh, my my name's Nate uh, I just learned that at level nine that uh, Eldritch Knights don't get any more spells. So big old L there. Um, and I've been streaming on my channel, also doing card openings and uh, building these these guys. That's been fun. These little Pokemon Legos. So oh my god, is that Charmander? Yeah, and he's got he's got a Cute. little he's got a little blue friend. <gasps> Look at him go. Squirtle. Where's Squirtle. his green friend? Huh. His green friend. Where he is doesn't he? come in the set because Bulbasaur always gets hosed. So that's weak. Weak sauce. Mm -hmm. So uh, YouTube.com/slash Nate wants to battle games. I've been doing stuff there. Come hang out. It is fun. I tag no one because I was last. <laughs> I tag Mark again. What else are you doing? Uh, <laughs> uh, not a lot. I'm about to go read my book uh, and finish that off. That's what I'm going to go do. Thank you so much for watching uh, this week's episode of Knights of Evening Star. We will be back next week uh, to continue this and, and hopefully get back to evening star i think that we're gonna make our way back to evening star next week um unless the party do something crazy that i'm not expecting uh we should get back there, there next week um get to be home. the entire city 
that's pretty much it. Thank you very much, everybody, for watching. Check out more D&D &D shows here on the D&D &D channel. Until then, goodbye. We love you. Ta-ra.